For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Shout out to that guy. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's called Cheap Heat. Back in our home studios, Peter Rosenberg, your forever 24-7 champion in New York City and in Philadelphia, the physically strong stack guy, Greg. I'm I'm so sad to be in Philadelphia. I got to be honest. I mean, listen, you had a hell of a run. You had a hell of a run. I did. How was Hawaii, by the way? Oh man, it was it was amazing. It was it was really beautiful. It was a nice reset. Um, right off the bat, I got a shout out to Cheap Heat listener Sirio. Um, he saw that I was in Hawaii. He okay. recommended a, a spot where I can get some delicious chicken. Um, mm. DM me want to make sure that I saw this that I that I got these recommendations. Wow. What a guy! Uh, he sent me to Vaughn's Fried Chicken in Maui, Ooh. and I, I have to report that the the chicken was particularly delicious it was like it was like next level delicious and then I, I of course i had some some honey butter fries which as i saw your eyebrows raise up i don't know if that mm-hmm. was into, yeah but they they are as delicious as they sound wow and um it was just a, a mage recommendation from a, a mage listener so Sirio, thank you 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 made sure that i was well fed on the island of maui and then of course you know i went to oahu um, did some tours over there. And I got to say this, too, about, about the Polynesian people. Please. Some of the best storytellers I have ever come across in all of my travels. Because well, are, um, are you referring to, like, shows you saw or just people you met or both? So Both. Both. Um, I went to this luau, and they had, like, some Samoans there, and they went through, like, the history of Samoa, and, like, they talked about how 
important the coconut tree is to their culture. And just in listening to that, it was amazing to just hear about like all the different things they they do with the coconut tree, which they refer to as like the tree of life. And then um, we we went on some tours, and the two tour guides separately got into the story of the first king of Hawaii, King Kamehameha. Wow. And it's just like they, again, they independently brought this man up, told his story, but they told two separate parts of his story. Like one got into his legend and his birth and how like he was born on the day that Haley's Comet appeared and that he was like fulfilling a prophecy. And then the other one got to him traveling the four islands of Hawaii or like the major islands of Hawaii and just thrashing all their separate kings and to uniting it under under one kingdom. And um, he actually took us to some of those places where some of those battles were fought and um, and wow. then dropped the bomb on me that The Rock is in talks or, or maybe producing a movie based on King Kamehameha I that I am now very excited to see <laughs> after, after hearing his story. So, you know, just... I had a great time in Hawaii. Man. You you really do. You you started feeling like your honorary bloodline, didn't you? I did, <laughs> I did. I'm the second honorary oos after after that trip to Hawaii. Yeah, I really do feel like <laughs> after Sami Zayn, of course, of course. Um, well, listen, welcome back. Um, I'm jealous. I really do want to go to Hawaii one day. It's on, it's on the list. Um, now let's move on. Um, also, I, I SGG, did you, did you get a chance to watch any of the wonderful, I guess not, you were traveling, you didn't see any of the wonderful WWE on A&E programming that started this past Sunday. I did not yet, but listen, I'm glad that it's around. It's going to be on all summer for the listeners who who did get to watch. Like last week was not a one-off. It's going to be what, eight more weeks of this or seven eight more, more Eight this? more weeks. Eight more weeks um, of of the lineup of you have uh, Biography. biography. Yeah, WWE Legend biography followed by a WWE Rivals episode, which are tremendous. They really, and by the way, props to Freddie Prince Jr., who I thought did a really nice job um, with the with Rivals as well. I think he does a really nice job hosting. Um, and, and then, then and then of course talk. Smack Talk uh, immediately afterwards, which we didn't report this in the news a few weeks ago, though it was funny that I guess Smack Talk led to them changing the name of Talking Smack. <laughs> did it? What is it now? It's now, I believe, called Smack Talk Lowdown or something. <laughs> no, I'm about well, to look it. I'm about to look it up on the on on Peacock. But it's it's it. They changed the name, and my uh, guess is, man, I think that the one of the reasons I feel so blessed to be doing the A and E shows is by what it feels like. It feels like the A and E deal is a, a big deal for them. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Like it seems like something they really tout as being. Remember tout. Um, remember tout. It, it seems like something that they really are invested in, and that must be really good for their the bottom line. Because even just like think about the time slot, right? Sunday prime time. You guys got what three or four hours of of television just blocked off. On- it's called the SmackDown Lowdown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they should use D'Lo Brown's uh, old entrance theme as the theme for SmackDown Lowdown. <laughs> when I saw that we were called Smack Talk, when I heard that was the name of the show, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. They kind of have something pretty close to that. <laughs> Not anymore. But I'll tell you what, I, I'm excited for you to see it, SGG. I thought the show came across really well. Like I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. It's like a good casual... It breathed. It had enough room. Like we actually sat and talked about wrestling. It's a, it's a, I think you'll dig it. So this yeah, Sunday night, it's every Sunday at 11 o'clock. Um, the lineup starts at eight and then ends up getting to smack talk at 11. So it's a fun night, man. Every Sunday night, WWE on A&E. Also, I need to tell everyone I'm getting plugs in here. An article came out in the New York Post today. I'm not going to sit here and, and fudge it. That, that we, the Michael K show lost our book pretty handedly to, to, Craig bleeping carton this spring. And so I'm telling my my peckerheads right now, download the ESPN New York app. It's the new app we have, whatever area you're in. Okay. This is the best app I've ever had or been involved with for a radio station. You literally open it and the radio station is playing. So three to seven Eastern every day, every listener helps. Um, We got to beat this dude's ass. I can't live losing to this dude i i can't i i refuse 
I understand it's it's a, it's the Michael K show, and I'm just a, a piece of that show, but I take it personally, and I'm going to do everything in my power, even though, listen, I won't get into how I think the numbers are as worked as a, a wrestling program, but because <laughs> these numbers don't even make sense. They're at, yo, I, I saw inside the numbers the other day, like, I got to look at some things. Bro, there are random days where literally in every set, I saw one day, every segment but one, we had a zero. A zero rating. That's impossible. It's literally our phone lines are jammed, our socials blowing up, and we're getting zero. So, like, I, I just say that to say the numbers are ridiculous, and I don't understand it. But that said, I'm not going to take it lying down. So, anyone out there of our people, if you can ever tune in three to seven every day, just get the ESPN New York app or tune into 987 if you're in New York. That is it for our plugs. Let's jump into the news. Oh, and everyone's wondering where is he? Where is the star? The Kramer of GP <laughs> yeah. dip is if you if you've seen the news without getting into specifics, because he doesn't talk about his his shoot life that often here. A lot of things have happened. There's been a lot of shakeups in the agenting industry. And dip is literally like he seems very happy, but the crazy busiest I've ever seen him in life. So he's not going to be here this week. I told him to send some voice notes with some thoughts. I haven't gotten any yet, but he's wow. been. Yeah, no, I've never seen him like this, but I talked to him last night and he said that he's exhilarated. He's like loving it. He's having a great time. And I actually got booked for a gig on Friday. I'm going back to L.A. and seeing Dip again on Friday. So maybe nice. when I'm, maybe when I'm with him, I'll record a little. We'll record a little bonus something or, or something. And, but and, and let's be honest, this is this is why when we do things like we did at Tailgate Social, the, the heat and greet. The people have to come out. Shout out mm -hmm. to Tailgate Social. That was a great venue. Mm -hmm. We had a great crowd. I hope you guys were able to listen. Uh, I love, I love tailgate social, man. They're so cool to us. Yeah. That's like, it, honestly, really we'll be, we'll be there again. Like whenever we're in Vegas, we'll be a tailgate social. Absolutely. I, I, I second that we have to, like, they showed us so much love. They always do. Yo, they, the they're so out. easy. They like, and listen, it felt like this year people spent some money, but like last year, I really didn't think they made any money. And I was like, <laughs> people sat there listening to us. We did it pretty early. So it didn't feel like anyone was eating and, or drinking. Certainly. This year, this time we started at noon. So by starting at noon, it was lunchtime and people ordered food and beer yep. and, and had it. They're in Vegas it was, anyway. It was a great time, man. It, really it was a was. great, great time. But that's why you got to come out. You got to catch Dipperstein. Exactly. Now, you get to see SGG, Dip. I had a big idea. I don't think you were around when I when I told Dip the idea. I had a mage idea for Dip that he wasn't into. He he balked at it. I don't know. Oh. Maybe maybe he wasn't ready for prime time. I well, said, listen, I he's, said he's 35 under 35. He's the, the rocket strapped to his back. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The, like right like, now you're, he's, he's the Austin theory of the show right yeah, now. Right. right? Like uh, he's, so I said, why don't we do a bit where I come in and say, I know if you've seen on social dip has been in Vegas all week and you know, he's already been here the last couple of days. He was at SummerSlam just found out he somehow again has the Dipperstein variant. <laughs> so he can't come i know you're disappointed blah 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 and then you know 10 minutes in all of a sudden demolitions music plays and dipperstein walks in to a, to the dipperstein pop and he didn't we, do every, it everyone he didn't, he, didn't it. Want, he didn't want to do it he was i don't know if he didn't maybe he didn't want to play around with covid you know or anything like that he didn't want to like you know dip he's very safe Dip makes us edit out 90% of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, a word, a word barely makes it to air without <laughs> Dipperstein. So he's people very People complain careful. about us not going going uh, over an hour. They realize we do, and then Dip chips it back, <laughs> back to like 40, <laughs> Exactly. Minutes. That's Troy. So, so no, maybe he just didn't want to play around with COVID. But I said, I, I said, dude, you're going to get a Road Warrior pop. We'll call it the Dipperstein pop from now on. If you, yeah. if you walk in and surprise the crowd. But alas, we didn't do it. Turned out to be a great time though everyone seemed to really uh enjoy it and we appreciate everyone for for coming out he should now, have done it and and then and then not to get ahead of us but on friday he let sheamus pull that move sheamus got out coughed said he might have covid and then bailed on the match and then and then added some heat to the story that could have been dip that could have been dip that, that could have been, been dip yeah sheamus classic sheamus stealing from dipperstein again <laughs> you, you've seen it a thousand times yeah all right sgg let's hit some news before we get into uh, a pretty i think an interesting week of uh, TV. I think so too. Well, I was going to talk about the WWE on A&E stuff, but we got into that. So people now know um, Summer of WWE on A&E is back and it's, it's, you know, our man, Peter Rosenberg, Cheap Heat's own, 
is a featured player in that, so we all got to support that. And then um, the biggest piece of news that came out, um, weirdly nothing on MJF this week, but we did get an update oh. on the Vince McMahon of it all. Uh, the Wall Street Journal was back, and they reported again that Vince agreed to pay $12 million in what they're calling hush money to four women, um, including $7.5 million to one woman who um, is a former wrestler, they're alleging, who alleged that Mr. McMahon coerced her into you know, some relations and then demoted her and then ultimately fired her in 2005 after she um, resisted further encounters. So it looks like Wall Street Journal has continued to do some digging and uh, more more details are coming out about this this matter that they reported on about a few weeks ago now. And then, uh, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a piece in Sports Illustrated saying latest allegations may mean Vince McMahon's days are numbered at WWE. Obviously, this is speculation in, in Sports Illustrated. Um, so obviously, we're keeping our eye on this, and it's something that the wrestling world is clearly paying attention to. I mean, listen, the fact of the matter is Vince McMahon is the most important person in the history of pro wrestling. Um, so obviously, this issue is super serious. Um, I, I will say, I've, I've heard from a few people who have said, and obviously I get it from like trolls on Twitter all the time, but I also have gotten it from, you know, people who weren't trolls, but people who were listeners who said that they, they sort of thought we copped out by not saying more. Um, I guess I just don't know why people think this would be the place to go for it. And, and that's not a, that's not a, a remote indictment uh that's not a remote um declaration of how we feel about the accusations i think anyone who listens to this show knows the way we feel about all of these sorts of issues i really i really feel confident that if you listen to the history of the show the way that we talk about everything you know exactly where we stand morally on this program i really hope so for anyone who's been around that long and so I just find it interesting that people feel like if I if I saw Rupert Murdoch was being investigated, I would not go to Fox News to hear about it. If I found out that Jeff Bezos was being investigated, I probably wouldn't go to the Washington Post, you know, so uh, listen, I'm open. I work for WWE. I love my work there. I don't see why this would be the number one place you go. It puts me in a really awkward position to try to speculate on these things that none of us have answers to yet anyway. So right. I just I think don't that's understand. That's the big part too. Is that like these details? They're still coming out. They're still emerging. The Wall Street Journal is reporting on it, um, and we're letting you know that the Wall Street Journal is reporting on it. That they have more of the facts, and that we're just not going to get into the speculation of it. Like what this means for WWE, what this means for Vince. Um, we're not telling anybody how they should feel about it. Absolutely and like not. You said, people know how we feel about it or they should know how we feel about it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't see where the outrage is as directed towards us or really you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not even like outrage. It's just like, I just find it um, like weird. Like uh, I, I maybe let me try to think about it from the perspective of other people. I see why they think like, Hey, it's an important issue. You need to speak on this. Okay, that, that's fair. And that means you respect my opinion. Because like I said, the trolls are just like trying to like, trolls are just being insane on social. Like they literally just go, where are you on this? And it's like, well, hold on. When was the last time you were forced to speak out publicly in a crisis at your job about the inner workings of your job? Tell me when you do that. It's like, like, it's like I, I don't know why that expectation exists. No one in their own life. This happens all the time, by the way. It's not just this situation. It'll be like, you know, we had a controversy at Hot 97 a couple years ago. Why, why are you not speaking on this? I've had things at ESPN that have happened. Oh, I see that ESPN did X, Y, and Z when they had, I don't know, stuff with, with people leaving the company, you know, unhappy with certain things. Why, why are you forcing the people who you know can't really speak on it to speak on it? You don't, it's, no one should be asked to do that. And no it's one like is. When, it's like when people, you know, with the Chick-fil-A controversy, when people would roll up on cash years and be like, oh, you're supporting X, Y, and Z. It's like, you're making a number of assumptions. And again, like you yelling at the cashier 
is not making. I'm a low level the, cashier. Okay, are, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like I, I like come in and do a little cashier work on the weekends. The okay? person you're trying to hold responsible is not affected by you raging out at this cashier. It, it, right, you're you're I, you're raging out at the cashier. I'm just trying to do my job, man. That that that's it. I I love this business. I love working at WWE. So it, it's an amazing to me in my experience in the five years I've been there. It's an amazing work environment. I love it. So I can only speak to my experience and do the best I can. And we will report to you the facts as they come. And when more comes out, you know, over time as we figure things out and we start to see how things shake out and will Vince McMahon return to the CEO position? Will Stephanie McMahon remain? We'll obviously report on all of it. I, we're just not going to speculate on it right now. If I offend any of you with that. Um, I apologized, kind of, but I <laughs> I hope you understand why it just doesn't really make sense or behoove anyone uh, for us to do much more on it. So, um, anything else outside the ring, SGG? That, that was all we have outside the ring. It, apparently, somebody outside is... Outside the house. Their, yeah, outside the house. He's <laughs> honking his horn. He's outraged that we're not saying more, but listen, just move on, buddy. We're gonna, we got a show to do. Um, So... This week of TV, um, we're, we're almost a full week removed from Dynamite, and I will say I was on vacation last week and saw no Dynamite, um, so I, I will get back on it for this coming week. Um, I know that uh, I know that there was a, a Wardlow-Scorpio Sky match that opened the show last week. And Wardlow's now the TNT champion, right, if I'm not That's mistaken. right. That's right. Wardlow took the title, which I like. I like putting that title on Wardlow. Why not? Right. He's like you said, I mean, he's he's an up and comer. He's he squashed MJF. Let's be real. He squashed MJF and people were looking to see what happens next with that. And what's next is now he's a champion, which I think is a good move. Um, I agree. Like and by the way, in a title that in a company where titles are really confusing. Um this is one that makes complete sense. Like yeah. Wardlow hat should have a title. He that is the path that he's on. Um, I, I dig this. I think this is a a good direction, a good direction to go for young Wardlow. But man, you do miss MJF. It does. Yeah. Um, it's noticeable. Like the amount of conversation publicly about AEW is less because of. MJF not being there. Yeah, and I mean, just in the in the years that AEW has been around, he has been able to like they said that he was one of the pillars of AEW, um, along with a few other people. But he's the he's the one who really lived up to that, right? Every story that he was in mattered. Um, he rose to the occasion every time. Um, he's the one that got the media attention. You know, he was written up in the New York Times for Christ's sake about a, a, a segment that was not at all an in-ring segment. It was like a the Broadway, you know, the show tune that he did with Chris Jericho. So it's like he he lived up to that. He emerged as the star, and um, you just need all your stars <laughs> as much as you can on on a wrestling program. So he's Absolutely. definitely missed. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, listen, no one knows exactly what's going on with MJF. My assumption is he will pop up at some point in glorious fashion. I don't know what story. he. I, and my guess is, don't you think at this point, the next thing for MJF is is chasing the, the big title? Yeah, regardless. Like, of, it, it could be the interim championship. It could be. Yeah, the it doesn't matter. But he has to. He can't. He's done his job. He put over Wardlow perfectly. He did everything you're supposed to do. He did a great job getting his ass kicked, ass kicked and disappearing. When we see him again, he needs to be, listen, at some point, we're going to have to get the chicken shit MJF title reign where he's holding that title with a bodyguard and it's impossible to get off of him. That, yeah. that has to come. Yep, it has and to. And that will make a baby face. A baby face could be made in that you know, in a, and 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 one thing about AEW, no one's ever going to say they take their time on stories. So you know, you'd get time <laughs> right. with someone, you know, whoever it might be, whether it's an opportunity to, because they really rushed through him in Darby too. You know, they didn't even seem to let that really build. Whoever that person could be that you believe can really get to the next level as a babyface, that could be made in an MJF title run. 
Yeah, because like you said, they 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 let these stories breathe. I mean, they have a lot of special events on TV. They have another one um, this week, actually. Fighter Fest is this week. Blood Wait, and Fighter Guts. Fest is what? Yeah, Fighter Fest is this week. Night one and night two. Wait, what days? Wednesday, you have the the triple threat tag team match for the AEW Championship. Well, I guess I should say tonight. Um, tonight is night one of Fighter Fest. Tonight is night one, um, and Friday's night two. And Friday's night two. Friday, oh. you have uh, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho barbed wire death match. Wow! The Jericho Appreciation Society is going to be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. And um, finally, I, I guess I can say finally Eddie Kingston gets his hand on Chris Jericho, right? Because they've been feuding for a while, but somehow Eddie Kingston seemed to be like the least important person in the feud, even though it was his beef with Chris Jericho that started that whole the whole feud. It led to the blood and guts match um, and the the stadium stampede match before that, where I don't think Eddie Kingston got his hands on Chris Jericho at all. I, I, not stadium stampede. I forget what it was called. Um Anarchy in the arena, maybe. Mm. Um, so now he finally actually gets to be the center of attention and get his hands on Chris Jericho this Friday on uh, Rampage. I was going to say Dynamite, but on Rampage. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. WWE... What's the biggest takeaway from you over the last week of TV? I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I think next, but you go ahead. My biggest takeaway is that they really, you really do feel when Roman's not on TV. Like him coming back on SmackDown made SmackDown feel extra more important, even though he didn't have a match. It's just like those promos between to start the show with Roman on Friday, Brock on Monday, and Paul Heyman doing most of the talking um across both of those promos shows that yeah that the, that world title feud that universal title feud is still mm-hmm. the biggest thing happening on the show which is sort of disappointing because um when they're not around I thought like that left space to to elevate stars and to to make other people feel important but then Roman and Brock show up and then you you quickly realize that yeah these two are still the guys even though they're not there every week yeah you you certainly notice it was a different it's it's different when roman's around there's there's no doubt about it yeah um it does help brock showing up anywhere helps a lot wait was brock on smackdown too or just raw right yeah brock was just on raw brock opened raw man he's so good yeah brock is so good i, I mean listen SG, we know that you're a roman hold the title forever kind of guy but you have to admit, if there was ever going to be a time to give babyface Brock a title run, I really think that when it comes to like the mic work on a week to week basis, I think he could hold it down for a while. I think he could. I'm, yo, where'd that Southern drawl come from, too? Did you notice that on Monday when he was in Texas? <laughs> he had like a Southern drawl. He did? He did. He go, yo, go watch that promo again. I don't know where it came from. I heard him show. I mean, he definitely referenced Texas right when he started talking. He took off his hat. Yeah. Said, let me show some respect. Listen, he has it. And And I'll say this too. 
Um, just talk about people who are so good. Chad Gable. It's like, yeah, he's a smaller guy, but when he gets in the ring with some of these people, you kind of forget that because he looked like he could hold his own against Brock. Now, granted, he didn't. He ended up getting bounced around ringside. Sure did. And uh, so did Otis. And they, it, they both, but they both looked like they could be believable in the ring against Brock, um, having a competitive match. If the time ever came for that. Yeah, he the way that Brock is able to toss Otis though is just ridiculous. Yeah, it it's 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 pure craziness. Like he's just physically still so crazy. I I just the problem with Brock is you run into the same problem with Brock having the title that you have with Roman. Who's who can get it off of him? I mean, they they're like these two are so by far at the top that I don't see how it's. And and by the way, they're making clear this is the last one between Roman and Brock. Yeah, I, although I feel like WrestleMania was a hell of an exclamation point. That could have been the last one. I know, and now, but it's true. But now it feels like, now it feels like they truly are making this the last one. Yeah. What What makes this one special too is like, I really don't see how either one of them, in this form that they are in now, stay down for ten. There's, I, I cannot fathom it in my mind. I can't see Brock staying down for 10. I can't see Roman staying down for 10. Even if the scenario comes where, because it's the last man standing, the bloodline jumps Brock and then beats him down the old Simone way, I can't see him staying down for 10. Just not a thing that can happen. That's an interesting thought. You, and you saying it got me thinking, SGJ. What if, what if they beat him down old country way? That's right. Real bad. And maybe it's DQ. No, it can't be DQ. No, last man standing. It's last man no standing. DQ. So, okay, there's no DQ exactly. So the Usos, the Usos get involved. No DQ. He ends up going down. And, and, and the post-match beatdown leads to the rock coming out to save Brock. That would be crazy. I mean it would be mage too because there's there's so, there's an easy story to tell there. There's number one the story of of the rock saying that he is truly the head of the table, that Roman is leading this family the wrong direction. You have yeah. all of that stuff that's right there for you. It's so easy, right? The bloodline is his, blah, 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 blah. That's right there, and there's so much you could do to get you to WrestleMania next year. But also, the Rock and Brock connection makes sense because of their history. Yes, and it was 20 years ago. It was SummerSlam? SummerSlam. Yep. Yeah, so like it's 20 years ago at SummerSlam. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful way to package that up nice. And with babyface Brock, him and the Rock being friends make sense now. Like they would work, it would work. And by the way, can you imagine if in the meantime, on that long road from SummerSlam to WrestleMania, maybe at Survivor Series, you get like a Rock and Brock tag match, a get uh, handicap match versus the Bloodline. Yeah, or or even or even Rock and Brock, um, against the Usos, take the oh, tag titles. Right. Oh, <laughs> put the tag titles on them. That, that's that's interesting. The, the, the question also still remains, though: What do you do about both titles being unified right now? Is like, is this permanent or are they trying to at some point get these titles separated again? I think at some point they have to get these titles separated again, right? If they're going to continue with separate titles for everything else, they have to separate those two, those two top titles. Um, and if that means that Roman pulls double duty at a pay-per-view and that he shows up, opens the show with one match and then closes the show defending another title or defending them both back to back... Mm -hmm. In the middle of the card, unless somebody else have the main event, um, Roman has to start pulling double duty to defend both of these titles. Because let's face it, too, like Clash at the Castle is right after SummerSlam. I mean, it's a month, but it, they're going to start building to it right away. And so, does his challenger there challenge for both, or what are they going to do? You, you know what I mean? Theory has that money in the bank briefcase. Is that contract going to entitle him to a, a match for both? 
They these are questions they have to answer um, sooner rather than later because before they know it, especially if Roman is still the champ when WrestleMania time comes, the question is going to be, what do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and also I wonder how Clash in the Castle is going to Clash of the Castle is going to be handled. Like, is it going to be promoted as a full on regular pay per view? I think it has been so far been promoted as that, right? Because, you know, they mentioned it on SmackDown. Drew wants to fight at Clash at the Castle. They're not treating it so far, it seems like, as a... So far, it seems definitely bigger than a Saudi show. Yeah, because the storylines seem to be pointing towards it, too. And it's not just like these special dream match scenarios that they set up where it's like, okay, this show's going to be mage. Nothing really consequential is going to happen, although that seemed to change at the last couple of Saudi shows. But like these shows are going to be mage. These are the dream matches we're going to do, and people should just watch it to have fun because it's going to be like a WrestleMania with no stakes. Um, this seems to have some stakes behind it and some storyline implications. Very, very, very interesting to see what they do here. Um, I also have to say, just speaking on this week generally, um i enjoyed i enjoyed the booking on raw there were like a few ways that they got through matches that i thought really made sense natalie or natalie and rossi oh, no. oh the full government <laughs> well it's out there <laughs> god why does my phone do that when it's connected to bluetooth it's so annoying wow you don't even change your uh, fiance's name to something cute it's just natalie and rossi there's not even two hearts or wow. the emojis to throw off the. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it was a fa- it should have been like, Boo Boo Love Bear, right, right. Call from <laughs> Boo Boo Love Bear, exactly. <sighs> That's a good point. Boo Boo Love Bear rose emoji, call. Boo Boo Love Bear bear emoji heart emoji. Uh. Um, so. I liked the I liked the way they got out of the main event. First of all, the the I like. Let me just say I like Bobby and Riddle together. Yeah, I didn't realize how good of a tag team they could be, but I like it too. It, by the way, if this was the '80s and people still were racially completely behind the times, there would be a way to play into still calling them RK Bro. <laughs> <laughs> they would still call, them RK or they'd be no no they become Bro Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that, though. I'm like, what could they be called together? Bobro. <laughs> Bobro. Bro- Broby. Broby Lashley. <laughs> big, big bro almighty. <laughs> big bro almighty. Bro big almighty. Bro almighty. <laughs> or just bro almighty. Bro almighty, yeah. By the way, we're joking. It's going to be bro almighty. If they keep going, it's going to end up being bro almighty. Or Almighty Bro. <laughs> Almighty Bro. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those. Um, what are your thoughts on... Okay. Number one, I like those guys together. I think there's some fun to be had there. Number two, the way they booked it with Dolph invo- getting involved. So Theory doesn't look bad at all. And yet... And, and Riddle gets a pin there. I dig it. And they give How- Theory a... Uh, they give Theory um, a thorn after Lashley. Like there's somebody so, who wants to... Right. Do you think the purpose of that was just to give Theory something to do while he's holding the briefcase? I think so. So just get him and Dolph, and we'll get Dolph and Theory at SummerSlam? No, we're going to get Bobby Lashley versus Theory at SummerSlam for that United States Championship rematch. Oh, that's definitely happening? Yeah. I think that's happening. Theory Theory mentioned it twice. Um, I believe he mentioned it on SmackDown. He definitely mentioned it on Raw that he's going to have his rematch against Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, and then go on to win the uh, Undisputed Universal Championship. That may or may not happen. Both of those things may or may not happen, but he definitely announced that he's he's going to face Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship um, at SmackDown. But again, with Dolph being waiting in the wings, it, it does give him something to do in the event that those plans don't go his way. And who knows? Does Dolph try to take the briefcase off of Theory? I'm just wondering why Dolph would pop up right now. Um, it wasn't it. It was so throwback to me hearing the show end with "I'm here to show the world." Yeah. I'm here. It felt and like we were standing in a different, tall. 
it was like it came out of nowhere. Now, listen, obviously, we know he just had his run on NXT as champ. I get it. Okay. And yes, Bobby Lashley versus Theory is booked. Okay. It's official. Booked officially so far for SummerSlam. Roman Reigns and Brock. We know that last man standing match. Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin singles match. Lashley in a U.S. championship match defending against Theory. And of course, the Usos and the Street Profits one more time. Um, a mystery special guest referee, Liv Morgan and Rhonda. Rhonda. How can I put this nicely? Go she, ahead. She has to stop talking. She just, that promo on Friday was probably the worst I've ever heard her on the mic. And it feels like I say that every Friday. It just gets worse and worse. Um, now, Liv Theory and Ronda could be a good match, but a match that I'm not seeing here is Becky versus Bianca. Do we think that that happens at SummerSlam? Because Becky, Becky laid a claim to it on Raw. Um, Rhea Ripley had to be pulled from her Money in the Bank match due to injury, presumably. Um, she may not be ready to come back in time for SummerSlam, which is now just over two weeks away if I'm not mistaken. Moments. So if she can't come in, could we get a Becky versus Bianca at SummerSlam? That rematch. That's what it seems like we're getting. Yeah. That's that's certainly what I imagine we're getting. But I mean, I don't know. It feels kind of like... I feel kind of over Becky and Bianca. Where, where's kinda, Bailey? I'm sorry. I mean... Where's Bailey? That's, that's the Honestly. question, right? By, by the way, where's Sasha and Naomi? Yeah, I mean, the speculation is that they've both been released. No chance Naomi's released. I, I think there's no chance. I don't think there's any chance either, but like you said, where have, where where have, have they, they been? been? God, there's such an opportunity there. And even more, even more so than that, where are these women's tag titles? What are they going to do with those? In the haste to, to make an example out of Sasha and Naomi, they mentioned that they were stripped. They mentioned that there would be a tournament to crown new champions, that they were going to announce those details of the tournament. And then they never did. So like that money, that big money in the bank pay-per-view that that caused all of this, those two championship matches that presumably caused all of this came and went in money in the bank. And we still haven't heard anything about what they're going to do with these tag team titles. And not only that, over on NXT, um, they have women's tag titles as well that was introduced probably because they didn't want any main roster tag teams to drop any titles to tag teams on NXT. And now it looks like those NXT women's tag titles are in limbo because the team that just won them broke up. (laughs) And so if we now have a situation where WWE doesn't have any women's tag titles as a ripple effect from... You know, this Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, walkout, like, that sounds that sounds kind of crazy to me because they have women on NXT and across the main roster that they can put together into credible tag teams. They have some a division that they could build. What are they going to do with these tag titles? Because now that's two sets of tag titles, no champions. And again, it still doesn't answer the question of where is Sasha and Naomi? And if they are released, like, why wouldn't it be known yet? That, that's the thing I don't understand. Right. Like, if they were actually legitimately professionally released, I don't think there's a world in which that can be kept secret. Like, I just don't, I don't see how that works. Because they would have to, uh, like, if, if they're, they're interested in continuing to wrestle, which you have to think that both of them would be. Of course. Those indie bookends, they would make some calls, right? Well, and even if there was some sort of non-compete, it I runs still out. Would... You could still take the booking for like the day after, like that ninety-first day or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I, I still would think that it would have to be public information that they've come to their terms, of their release. I, I just, when was the last time WWE released someone and no one knew? Do you remember? Is that a thing? I don't think I. I can't recall. I cannot recall the last time that somebody was just quietly let go. 
Like, I don't think that's a... Because they told us that Bray was released, right? They announced him. I think Lars Sullivan, they announced that he was released. He wasn't just quietly let go. I don't think anyone gets quietly let go. I think... Lars Sullivan, did that happen? Well, he was there. That is a thing that happened. He that was happened. on the roster. We didn't dream it. <laughs> yeah. What a weird, what a weird Feels time. crazy to say, but it is a thing that happened. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Before uh, anything, we need to handle a little bit of business here. Um, first and foremost, very important to get to this. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. SUG, what do you got? The Nigerian giant Omas. Mm. Um, we didn't really get to talk about this much, but at Money in the Bank, he had a, a, a great performance. Um, and then he followed up on Raw this week, just thrashing the Street Profits. <laughs> Listen, there's no other way to, to put it. He He handled them. But I think I'm giving it to him because at Money in the Bank, yes, Bianca retained, and yes, Liv, in theory, pulled down the briefcases, and hell, Liv even cashed in. But among some of the most memorable moments that night, for me, is going to be all the competitors putting all their strength together to attack Omos and bury him under chairs and ladders, him emerging from that rubble, only to have to be faced with all of the competitors again, using all of their strength, to lift him above their heads and put him through that table. Just the sight of him in everyone's hands was a, was a, a incredible, and it proves that he's going to be an attraction for years to come, especially if they can continue to do um, innovative spots like this. So I'm giving it to Omas. Um, you do have a lot of options. Bobby Lashley was good. Yeah. Um, he had the match of the night for me. Um, Money in the Bank. How about this? I'll throw one AEW's way. This is a rare, um, you, you don't often see a looking forward black power rankings. Okay. But how about, how about Swerve in our glory? They uh, have a, they have a title shot uh, tonight as we're recording at fighter fest night one, them Ricky Starks and Hobbs and the young bucks, the AEW yeah. world tag team championships for the title. So Swerve in our glory with a shot at the glory tonight. And I know there was some speculation that Keith Lee might have to miss um, the match tonight. He he posted a cryptic tweet on Twitter, um, but no, Tony Khan said so on, on Busted Open today that Keith Lee is at the venue. He will be wrestling tonight. Um, so like you said, yes, yeah, Swerving Our Glory has a shot to become tag champs. So big ups to them. How you like that one? You didn't expect it, did you? I did not. See? That's how I do it. And then if the prophecy is fulfilled, they could be back next week. That's right. Power ba- back to back. Mail. Darren writes us, hey, sweet Pete. I think it's time. I think it's time to counteract Greg the Downer by acknowledging the good th- things in wrestling from time to time. Are you the downer? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. I didn't think that Uh, this could be a (laughs) weekly or monthly list of things that are simply mage that makes you look up from your phone and pay attention to the TV things that are funny or exciting things that get a crowd reaction things that make you say I want to see that again here's my list Max Caster and the acclaimed rapping to the ring scissor me daddy ass what that was that was a line that happened that was it that yeah that was I'll say this I do look up and pay attention during their rap thing like I find them to be heelish to the point that I want to punch them in the face. I find them. I find it to work in in the most obnoxious of ways. Well, you're also a defender of hip hop. Facts. 
Um, Real hip hop. He also includes the bloodline full entrance up to acknowledge me. He said at this point, it's 15 minutes long through two commercials breaks, and it's still amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is. I love it. Uh, Wardlow's Symphony of Destruction. Miz's Tiny Discos. Now I'm over that, though. The, the, Miz, the Miz's Tiny Balls. It feels like a joke that's run its course. Honestly. Yeah, I, I disagree with that one, too. And, and he said in Bianca Belair's in-ring work, I'd like to replace the, the Miz thing with MMM. Oh, yes. We haven't. Insp- well, that's the no, hottest thing going right is, now. Yo, maximum male model. Have you submitted your application yet? I'm, I'm going to try to get mine together today. You know <laughs> what? Uh, maybe maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to dress accordingly at SummerSlam. Because, you know, like, try to try to impress. Maximum male models. Marseille and Mansoir. That was a that was a wonderful. I'm looking forward to the tennis collection being widely available. I mean, Max Dupree's got something going. Look, you could submit your application right now at MaximumMaleModels.com. Yeah, I'm going to get mine together today. Get mine together today. I'm going to post I'm gonna post my submissions, too, on, on Twitter and Instagram for the people to let me know how I did. But I'm definitely applying. Who are the current uh, members again? Marseille, uh, formerly known as Mace from uh, Retribution. Marseille. And... Mansoir, formerly known as Mansoir. Mansoir. <laughs> yeah. People are really enjoying this. I, well, I haven't heard one per everyone I talked to has told me they enjoy it. I'm just it being is, that, that people love it. It is the hottest they go today. You're right. We haven't spent enough time uh, talking about maximum male models. All right, here we go. Male. Ryan says, Sup, gang. I like to consider myself a Montreal screw job expert. Watched and read basically everything that's come my way on the subject. After watching the latest A&E Rivals episode and hearing David's latest book of wrestling, parentheses, it's great, by the way, one thing has constantly bothered me. And I'm hoping that Greg Sharp legal mind can give us some insight. If Brett had creative control over the finish of his matches in his contract, then if what happened was not what he agreed to, why didn't he ever sue? Ryan from the wood. Thanks and stay major. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't ever sue. Um, I cer- I certainly would have. I would have advised him to do the same, especially um, in 1997 when his policy was that he was go- he was never going back to WWE. He didn't see himself going back, and he was essentially going scorched earth. I definitely would have had him sue for for breach of contract because, like you said, it was right there. He didn't agree to it. <laughs> Vince breached the contract in full view of the full audience at the arena, millions watching at home, everyone backstage, um, open and shut case, if you ask me, right for a settlement. I don't know why he didn't ever sue, um, but he absolutely should have. I Listen, this 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 may lend itself to something that a, a friend of mine who knows a lot about wrestling, a lot, in the business, who firmly believes that it was a work, that, that it kind of lends itself to that. It does. Because, listen... People have sued Vince and been back before. Ultimate Warrior sued Vince. Right. They're back with the company. Absolutely. Vince gets sued all the time. Doesn't matter. You can still come back. So I I am, I'm starting to believe more it could have been a work and that it's the ultimate work. And the more they talk about it like this thing and it's not a work, the more that it's a work. I don't, I don't believe it's a work. I don't want to believe it's a work, but another detail that doesn't really get widely brought up that sort of lends itself to that is the fact that um, everybody, and I believe even Brett has mentioned, you know, they talked about the showing up on WCW TV with the title, um, that being his last night in the company, blah, blah, blah. He had a couple more weeks left on his contract. Like people don't know that because nobody talks about, I don't even think Brett brings up the fact that he actually did have a, at least two or three more weeks left on his contract after Survivor Series, which is two to three more weeks to do something on a Raw. Um, SmackDown doesn't exist yet, but like whether you tape something at, uh, to air on the Superstars or whatever, there was time to do something that wasn't as controversial as ring the bell, screw Brett out of the title, and they didn't. So I don't know, man. 
I don't know. It, why, like, why didn't that detail ever get brought up about the contract? Like, the creative control piece is is just as important as the fact that there was also more time to do something else. But the more time piece doesn't get brought up at all. Let alone the fact that, you know, there were lawsuits that prevented WCW from even going their route mm. of putting a WWE title on on the air because they w- they didn't want that smoke. Both companies had done it already before and both companies were, were slapped down in court for doing it. So I don't think that was a risk that either company was willing to take at that point. All right. Uh, let's see. Dominic. Mail. What's up, guys? Last week you were talking about the Street Profits needing to get to the next level, and I had an idea. Why not pair them with MVP? He's a great talker, and he give them that grittiness that the Usos now have. And down the line, he could have the catalyst for the breakup that everyone is expecting to eventually happen. Keep up the good work and stay mage. Dom from Connecticut. Uh, P.S. Congratulations, Peter, on your engagement. May you and your bride-to-be always have your bagels toasted and covered in delicious schmears. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm good with that. There's so many ways to... Street Profits are already so good that like there's so many ways that you can cut this and make it work. Yeah, agreed. And I don't think, I don't think either one of them are so bad on the mic that they need MVP or, or someone to speak for them. But MVP can do it in such a such a different way that's so mage that I think it will work with the with the street profits. I dig it. I really would dig it. Uh TJ says male. Dear Heat Foundation, I just watched Lacey Evans heal off and I've done a complete 180 on her character. I can't wait to see more of heal Lacey Evans. I think this is a fantastic adjustment. I'm curious to know how you would book her going forward. What are your thoughts? I completely co-sign Lacey to the moon right now. SGG, this is real heat. This is yes. whether they meant to do it or it went backwards and they stumbled into it. People hate her. That's the problem is you need en- you need enough good baby faces around also because there are a lot of heels around, but I would get Lacey. I would skip past Becky and go straight Lacey Bianca at, at SummerSlam. Well, the problem is, isn't Lacey on SmackDown now? Wasn't she on That's SmackDown? Right. They, they moved her back. Um, but yes, you're right. This is legitimate. He, um, they didn't. They definitely didn't stumble into it. They were forced into this, and and good on them for not resisting and and trying to go the other way with it. It's like they've accepted that this is where the crowd is with Lacey, and that honestly. This is where the money is, because if if they're reacting, because if they continue to try to force it, it could go from heat to apathy, and then there's nothing for anybody to use. But no, you got to lean into it right yeah, away. They they got this heat, and they had her beat down Aaliyah. So I mean, listen, that's fine. They can get her warmed up in that way. But like, I'd be ready while the heat is there to kind of put the put the rocket on. You know what I'm saying? Um, guys, get big shout out. It was mentioned by one of the emailers earlier, but shout out to the book of wrestling. Dave, Dave Shoemaker's wonderful podcast um, all about the attitude era and the, the 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 language, the words that made the era. That's the book. OK, um, so go if you're looking for a great listen, go check out the book of wrestling as well. Um, also, we have to apologize uh, I I brought up, and there are a lot of um, a lot of nice emails here. My man Brandon writes us wanting more Dan Maloney drops from the famous Iron Sheik interview. He's right; there should be more Dan Maloney on the show, and I apologize. And I just got to say, as amazing as Tailgate Social was, and they're amazing, we plan to work with them again and again. I have to apologize for the absolutely repug bagel spread. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, it was, it was, it was like, it was like going to lenders. It was like going to the grocery store and buying some frozen lenders bagels and then just getting little mini cream cheese. It, it was, it was the definition of repug. It was <laughs> even Troy. There, I haven't heard Troy say a bad word about anything. He said, confirm subpar smears. Yeah. The, Troy's right. They were, it was, it was disgusting. Like it was like not disgusting. It's like you're going somewhere and they have a very lazy breakfast and they just have a bunch of plain bagels in a bin and some Philadelphia cream cheese. And that's it. So like it's edible, but it in no way represents the commitment to bagels that we have on this show. 
So wait, were there at least multiple schmears? No, you were there. Do you see multiple schmears? I didn't see multiple schmears. No, there was just I thought, little. I there was, was no schmears. schmears. I was investigating. I, I, by the way, I won't even call what they had schmears. They had little mini tubs of Philadelphia cream cheese, not whipped, by the way, regular non-whipped oh. Philadelphia cream cheese in in the little disposable. No, stop, stop. We love Tailgate Social, but next time Tailgate I'll, Social. Excellent, amazing venue run by wonderful people that we love. Their yes. bagel suppliers, though, TOS. Exactly. Their bagel smear suppliers, TOS. No. Well, we'll work on that. We'll get that right next time. Um, guys, you can reach out to us, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. We'll get to more about mailbag next week. We'll get Dipperstein back next week. Um, also, by the way, one app i i there's a new one app push I have going with uh, full videos up on the one app is life youtube channel i hired a new guy uh, to do social yo i brought on emilio sparks to produce one app oh wow shout out to rassle rap's own emilio sparks um so yeah wherever you get podcasts look for that as well and next week we'll be back with another edition of your favorite sports and recreation podcast gp so long as gg stay mage enjoy yourself Stat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. <laughs>